Man, this stuff's getting old. It's getting old. And no, and no, not facetiously talking about the roster. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Bruins 2, Penguins 1. That was the winter classic. It went through the third period exactly the way pretty much everyone had anticipated it would go through the third period. The Penguins have the lead, they played well, they played hard, and then they ran out of juice. Simple as that. The Bruins started coming, the Penguins stopped attacking, and boom, and then boom, that was the end of that. With, by the way, Brian Dumoulin on the ice for both Boston goals. I, I, I'm i trying very hard, my friends, to not make this show on some regular basis a scapegoating session. When I look at the two goals that the Bruins scored, both by Jake DeBrusque, I don't just see Dumoulin splattered all over the ice, although I do see that. There are other players who participate in these events and who are responsible. But when you see the same things occurring, in the same patterns, in the same contexts, and most disturbing by far, involving the same players, then you've got a problem that needs to be addressed. You've got a problem that won't just go away on its own the way Mike Sullivan appears to be wishing that it would. That's not an answer. Hope is not a plan. Here's some of what Sully had to say to reporters at Fenway Park afterward. I just think it's such a game of momentum. You know, we had it for stretches. They had it for stretches. I don't think there were real a whole lot of high-quality looks on uh, on either side. Um, like I said, there's a fine line between winning and losing. It comes down to some subtle details um, and some, you know, some, some timely plays. And... Uh, and so, you know, for me, that's that was the way the game went. I, I thought there was there were momentum swings on both sides in all in all the periods. The Sully stance invariably in such situations, and you know what? To his credit, more often than not, they do end up playing out the way he says is to just stick to it, just go at it harder, uh, focus. Uh, commit, play the game the right way, and all that other stuff, and eventually something sinks in and they get on a bit of a roll and we all go, Sully is a genius, and we were all dummies for doubting him and whatever else here. But at some point, at some point, that stops being a viable escape hatch. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. I can think of a lot of negative traits that I would not mind watching this team endure over the course of this season. 
meaning scoring slumps, uh, the power play going into a funk, uh, penalty killing, getting on a little bit of a roll, even even bad goaltending for a bit, because I see all of those things as exactly what they are. They're just they're slumps. They're things that every team falls into and that every team can climb out of. What I don't want to see from this team is what we're seeing lately. And by the way, we've seen way too often over the course of these first three months. And that's that they wear out. They tire. They get fatigued. And then they blow leads. Oh, my goodness, does this team blow leads again and again and again and again. And it doesn't matter that it was the Bruins who passed them up. It doesn't matter that it was the Bruins who entered the day as the NHL's very best team or that the Bruins do this to everybody and they hang around in the third period and they just score a couple of goals and you don't know what hits you and you just say, oh, wow, Boston's awesome. Doesn't matter because we've seen the Penguins do this against the Red Wings, against the Sabres, against the Devils, against any kind of team, any level, any quality, any status, any hot streak, cold streak they bring in. It doesn't matter. The Penguins will blow a lead to your team. And when they do, more often than not, it'll be a lot of the same guys on the rink. Step back from this situation everyone involved with the penguins this isn't just about sullivan everyone all the way to the top step back from this situation and ask yourself why it's happening again and again and again when we come back j1q from Evan who asks you've been talking regularly DK about Sullivan's reluctance or refusal to give young talent a real chance in Pittsburgh do you notice or feel this having an effect on the established players on Pittsburgh's roster I wonder about the psychological effect and the potential for complacency in a group that's not threatened by the knowledge that poor effort or performance will lead to a hungry call-up from Wilkes-Barre being given a chance yeah Yes, yes, Evan, and I don't have to wonder whether or not Sullivan believes in this as a theoretical thing, because if you will recall in 2016, the year he took over, after a month following the firing of Mike Johnston, it was that winter that he looked at his older guys, guys that really started kind of slowing down a little bit, Chris Kunitz's and so forth, Pascal Dupuis, and he was like, wow, this could use a jolt. And he remembered the kids he had in Wilkes-Barre. And four of them, four of them came up in short order. Scott Wilson, Brian Rust, Tom Kuhnhackle, Connor Sherry. Just like that. Boom, 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 boom. And they started pitching in and they started scoring. Wilson scored more than any of them. He ended up getting hurt, so he wasn't able to participate in the Stanley Cup run. But he was a big factor at the time. And what do you know? 
all these older guys started magically scoring again. Just like that. And they, to their credit, talked openly about it. I remember Kunitz playing as, as if it were yesterday, saying, hey, those kids came up here and, and they, they shook us up a little bit. Great. Do that. But there are two problems at work here, and don't ever forget the other one. Everyone looks at Sullivan in these things, and they should. But Ron Hextall was the one that tied up the salary cap to the point that you couldn't do this. You couldn't have this run of players passing through Wilkes, from Wilkesbury to Pittsburgh coming up here, making an impact, maybe even scoring a couple of goals, maybe even threatening to stick around. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because Hextall shut off the valve, and it doesn't happen because Sullivan can watch Drew O'Connor score this terrific goal the other night against the Red Wings, only give him seven more shifts the rest of the game, and that goal came early, and then make him a healthy scratch for the next two games. Who's worried about anything? Do you really think Dumoulin or Jeff Carter are worried about losing their jobs? Do you really think that? I sure don't, and I say that, I, I hate to keep throwing this parenthetical line in, but I, I say that as someone who respects both of these guys and everything that they've achieved. I also respected everything about Kunitz and Dupuis, but it's human nature if you're not being pushed. I don't care who you are to not be putting forth everything that you can or being as productive and as focused as you can be. So, yes, I really agree with you, Evan. I appreciate the question. It's a good one. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Mm-hmm.